If you can hear the sound of my voice, prepare yourself, as your reality shall be undone before your eyes. Because I am joined by my glorious friend and ally in the apocalypse, Decaster. So, he is an artist, entrepreneur, and a practitioner of the dark arts. Get ready. I'm just kidding about the dark arts. Well, I don't know. Maybe. You'll see. Anyway, get ready because he is on the show today and it is um, a good one. They're all good, but this one's really good. They're all really good. Who am I kidding? Yeah, so what uh, what have you been working on lately, dude? Like, what type of different projects? Ziggy and the Outsider. Yeah. Awesome. And I saw also you were, um, you were doing some type of promotional for... Um, she that kills the dead it's just an ad inside the book nice yeah it was it was pretty awesome though so so you're working on a new issue for ziggy or um well no I, it... it's gonna the book is coming out uh the end of this month oh yeah, and where can people pick that up well that's the thing they'd have to pick it up from me i guess uh my website that's kind of the problem i don't want to say problem but that's that's the hang up with self-publishing your own stuff is uh what do you do with it so yeah but i'm doing it i'm doing it because i want to do it i don't really i'm not seeking publishers or trying to uh, do anything like that right now only because i want to make sure that my content is solid so this is just like a yeah. step into what i'm doing yeah and uh, for people who don't know if you want to give like a kind of a synopsis or description of what Ziggy and the Outsider is exactly. Oh, that's kind of fun. Um, <laughs> I guess the tagline for it would be uh, vampire and swine. Uh, <laughs> uh, kind of like conquer a dystopian wasteland. By that's a dope. Yeah. I like like. Uh, basically, and, uh, the idea of it is um, <laughs> the idea kind of, I don't even know, I shouldn't say this because I don't get in trouble for it, but the idea just came from Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> <laughs> it, goes like, it, goes, it goes way deeper than that, but I just started using the Timon, Timon and Pumbaa kind of team up thing. <laughs> yeah. Except well, you're definitely, Timon's a vampire uh, and Pumbaa is a uh, a giant bloodthirsty swine. <laughs> so pretty close to the original Disney. Kind, kind um, of minus minus the Disney logo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Disney fans, if you're out there, definitely go check this one As out. As a matter of fact, it'll be right in your uh, house. I didn't use the cover, but I had a cover art, which is um, it's kind of a cover swipe off the VHS of a Timon and Pumbaa adventure uh, VHS. Oh. Uh, Oh no way! Yeah, <laughs> it's the same same composition except I just put them in there instead of you know Tamana Pumbaa. Yeah, but um, dope, the, the story's fun. The story I'm just kind of making it up as I go along. It's a world. Um, the origin of it is actually kind of creepy, I think, and I I printed it inside the comic. I put the uh, origin of how I, how it came to be, the whole idea of it. But it was born on uh, Halloween. Hmm. So, but I mean, yeah, basically, uh, the premise of the story is they're just they're scavengers. They kind of go across this wasteland that they fell in. They they didn't. Uh, they're not from the land. They just kind of came in through a portal, and they don't really understand what's going on. But they're just kind of making do. 
And uh, the outsider, which is the vampire character, he's old, like older than, I, I don't know. I, I would say time itself, but that's kind of ridiculous. Uh, but he's really old, so old that he became, he was the bad guy that became the good guy that became the bad guy. And now he's just kind of insane. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, he has like a telekinetic relationship with the, the pig and the, the swine, which is Ziggy. And Ziggy never actually talks to the comic. He has no dialogue except for Oink. And it's interpreted through the outsider. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's, and, uh, a few things like I, don't, I don't know. You know, I don't really know how people are going to, what they're going to think about it. Cause the, <laughs> the beginning panels opens up with uh, um, a slaughter of a pig. And then, oh, God. Uh, then the blood dripping down over the, um, over the cult, the cult that basically is the initial bad guys of the story. Yeah, what I've read of it, I love so far. Like, I, you know, I love your art style and the writing. And then I like, too, that there are, like, these deeper overtones, but also it's really comical at a lot of points, like, really fun and just, like, funny. Do that. But, um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead. Well, do, do you want to explain a bit? Like, I don't want to give away any spoilers. I don't mind giving it all away, man. I'm, I'm lucky if anybody gives a shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, do you want to explain a bit about the cult and their relationship to pigs in general? Okay. And kind of how that acts as a catalyst in the story. So the cult, they, they call everybody by child because they believe they're children of, of God. So everybody is called child. So it's child and then whatever their name is. Uh, that becomes first. Mm. And they, they, worship, they worship pigs, but not, not necessarily the pig itself, but the blood. Uh, the blood, they believe, gives them like a power. And they have to do the sacrifice by the moonlight. And they, they basically walk by night. They're, they're not day people. They're really light sensitive. Um, so they call, so uh, the outsider calls them moonies because they travel by the moon. Which I, <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose, but there actually is a cult called the moonies. Or there was a Jim Moon was the name and everybody called them moonies. I totally didn't do that on purpose. It was probably like a subconscious thing I heard in... You know, whatever. So people might get pissed off by that too. So I was gonna say most real cults, I think they call the members child as well. Is it really? Too. So oh, yeah. So I think uh, that's 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 points for accuracy. I, I would dude, that was to totally, I, I was totally subconscious. <laughs> but, um, but so this this cult is going on, and in the first issue, um, two of the the cult members stumble upon just by like uh, surveying and scouting, they find uh, Ziggy, which is a giant pig. And one of their prophecies is there will be a giant pig that will cleanse everything and the blood will be pure and godlike. So, you know, their lore is kind of like they're looking for this giant pig and they found the giant pig. And uh, these two guys, they basically went scouts. One of the guys gets an idea that he wants to go rogue and he doesn't he wants the power for himself and he doesn't want to be called a child. He doesn't want to follow the order of whatever, you know, whatever he's come from. He wants to start his own thing and take the power himself. And so the first issue is them trying to the the bad guys basically trying to take on Ziggy and the Outsider on their own and the consequence of it. I mean, there's there's mm. a couple of subplots in there. Uh, in the beginning, they, they meet a yeah. they meet a, an alien kind of creature that's in there. Um, it's kind of like an amphibious alien creature that tries to basically uh, attack them, and then there's a consequence from that. And I should just remind you that um, they're scavengers. So basically, the whole point, the whole point mm -hmm. of their story, their goal is to just run around this world and find creatures that they can either take parts from or kill and use their skins or 
teeth or whatever they have and trade them for stuff. So basically, they're jobs. But it's kind of like hunters. Like um, I remember the pelt trade. Um, hunters would go out to really rural areas and um, I think it was beavers that they're hunting quite a bit of to get their pelts and bring them back. And, you know, like that happens today with um, kind of exotic animals or different things that people want to make clothing or jewelry yeah. out of. And so they would be kind of like, uh, like, like in that, like kind of in that capacity is how they go about hunting. These yeah. Maybe even, maybe even to the extent of poachers where they're just, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to avoid no, the no, word. No, no. I mean, they just do things for money, and that's that's kind of the whole thing. Is yeah. this this whole story kind of evolved on its own to me, and I, I don't I, I don't know if it's good or if it's bad or if the bad guys are good, if the good guys are bad. Like it's an adventure, and I don't really know where the line goes. Like there is no, in my head as of right now, there is no hero, but there may be. I I I, I know what's going on. Like I know the storylines and what's going to happen. I just don't know how the audience is going to react towards the story basis or if they're going to care. I don't know. Well, so far I'm loving it, but why, why don't you talk a bit more about how this writing process differs from what you've well, used in the past for other projects? I really, no, I really enjoy feel- the writing process. The <laughs> thing is it was a pain in the ass to transcribe. So this was the first mm. thing that I, I did where I actually didn't do a script and the script that I, the script that I, I didn't mm. create a script. But the script that I created was actually through storyboarding. So I have like, I have like oh, thirty okay. pages of comic layouts that have uh, that have that have all the all the script in it. So all the characters are talking. I'm drawing it as if it's happening in real time when I'm drawing it. So like the script the script is organically oh. evolving toward the composition of the story storyboards. Wow! So you're so you're storyboarding, writing, scripting yeah, all and it's at the really, same really time. Fun. It's fun. The problem is I have no script, so I can't give it to a letterer to have it lettered. I have to do it myself or transcribe it, which is another step, which takes a lot more time to do. So, but mm. it's really fun, and I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but one of the problems with creating your own comic book is knowing where to put the the text and how much text you add in there could take away from the art of the panel. And that was why I, I decided mm. to do that so that I would know exactly where my text would lie and how, where I can put my art, where my art can be focused on. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a really organic process. Uh, I definitely hear the challenges that are in that, but uh, well, I guess I'm biased because I really enjoy what well, I've read it's of just, it so far. Putting but. the letters on is really difficult because I have to find these pages that have scribbles on them, and I got to stare at the scribble and try to make out what the text is, which is fucking insane <laughs> for because it's my own writing and it's, it makes it difficult. So. <laughs> I, I, it's not, yeah, it's not very. Um, what's the what's the right word? It just doesn't flow. Like it's not very. Uh, I don't know what the right word is. I'm sorry. I don't have a thor- uh, the source in front of me. It doesn't flow very well, I should say. Like economic. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's really unique because I, I mean you're uniquely qualified to do something like that because mo- most people can't really write and draw and do all like the production stuff that it takes to do a comic book or really any <laughs> you know visual and um, text based storytelling well, I, medium. So I think I think you know, anybody like, can. I just don't know if they can do it well, and I don't know if I've I don't know if I've done it well. I don't well, know. Yeah, yeah, but, you know? <laughs> 
this is all a shot in the dark, man. And thank you for yeah. uh, looking at a couple pages and kind of giving me uh, context in it. But I don't really know if anybody's going to like it. So it's a real big mystery. I, I don't have a track record, you know? Like, if I've already made previous comics and people read them, they would know what to expect. But, you know, I'm just kind of wondering. Well, what can you tell talk a bit about the challenges that you face? Like, because um, I know you do, you know, you write, you draw comic books, you do everything on that. Um, you do, you paint, you also sell artwork, uh, comic books, yeah. you run your own business. What kind of challenges? Um, do you face and just kind of fully championing this like creative endeavor by um, yourself? Using my, my attention, like wherever my attention goes, like my time that I invest in anything is considered currency. So it's like money. So the time is money. So I need to know where to put my, my time correctly. Cause if I put it in the wrong place, I can waste a lot of it, which equals to money. Does that make sense? Mm. So, yeah, yeah, the biggest, yeah, the biggest absolutely. challenge is figuring out what to do. Like, um, the biggest, I guess, kind of challenge or, or confusion is is comic books. I love comic books, and I love telling the stories, and I feel compelled to tell stories, but that doesn't make me any money. So, logically, drawing or creating comic books is a stupid idea. But I, so I, that's <laughs> the challenge. The biggest challenge is convincing myself that this – this idea or this project is worth my time and worth losing money for. That's the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge is that. I mean, everything else, there are many challenges, but the biggest I challenge see. is do I do it? And why do I do it? And is it worth doing? Those are the three biggest questions. And I think that's what stops mm. everyone, like 99% of people that create anything, that's what stops them. Or they want to create anything that stops them dead in their tracks because they're like, well, I got a job. I don't have time for this. And they have you have to believe in it. Yeah. And I don't have an answer for that or any kind of motivation. You just have to believe in what you're doing. Wow. That puts it into really simple terms, even though it, it's a complicated. It is. Uh, and there's no like encouragement. Thing. There's no like, guys, you can do it. Go on out there because it's your own stuff. So I can't tell you that because it could be garbage. And I don't want to tell you mm -hmm. that. And you, you literally do waste your time. And I don't, I don't <laughs> mean to put anyone down. I, I don't. And I don't know if there's stuff, I don't know what garbage is. You know, <laughs> art is a, you know, it's an interpretive medium. Yeah. I can tell you a dream. I, I, I had a dream this morning yeah. that I woke up to and I fucking gave myself props, which I know you're not supposed to do because it's not very, uh, <laughs> that's, that's not very humble. But I woke up and I was like, damn, dude, that's fucking knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to the devil's devil false modesty. Lay it on us. <laughs> No, I had a, I had a dream where um, there was a couple of uh, people like they created their own art, their own comic book, and they were kind of like showing it off, and, they, and people liked it. And then these other art people that came, they're like they're like veterans, you know, like they've been in the art industry for a while, and they're like, "You haven't paid your dues," and you know, who do you think you are trying to come out and do this stuff? And you know, that should be us up there. It shouldn't be you. You just started. Like you can't just walk out the gate. Like that's not fair. That's that's bullshit. And then I, I you know, I kind of interjected and I'm like, dude, their stuff's good. Like, it doesn't matter if you've paid your dues or if you haven't paid your dues. Like, art is art and it shows in your production. If your production is solid, you've spent time on that. Like, you've built skill and nobody's a fucking natural. Like, you could have a talent, but it takes a skill to develop further into that talent. And so, like, if it's good, it's just good. Like, mm. there's no ladder to climb in art. Either you're good or you're not good. And you don't have to, like, get in the circuits and be involved in conventions you just focus on your craft 
and you could just do your first show and have him have been working on your book for like 10 years. I know it sounds ridiculous, but you could be working on your book for 10 years, go to your first show, and then it's a hit because you put so much time into your skill and your your quality than your than your politics, you know? Yeah. Wow. No, yeah. I have to applaud that your dreams. Dude, that was me, well. I guess, giving that speech <laughs> to these, these naysayers, you know? And I up and I was like, because I've put in yeah. dues, so I'm actually on the other end of the spectrum where I actually have put in dues, but people that just walk up the gate and they're amazing, it's like, dude, I, I, if I like your work, I like your work. I don't care where the fuck you came from or what your ethnicity is or, you know, your, your political beliefs or your religious beliefs. If it's great, it's great, and I stand behind it. And Yeah. Dude, that's, that's, that's a great I love about art specifically. That. It's why I chose this as my life path is that there is no lines, you know? There is no, like, that's why I get a little frustrated when people start shoving politics, because I know politics is a really big thing right now, and uh, people shove politics in my face, and they're like, oh, what mm -hmm. side are you on? Or you shouldn't follow this work because of this. And it's like, dude, I don't, I cannot pay attention to that. That's not why I'm here on this earth. I'm not here on this earth to judge people by what they believe or what they follow. I think if you create something with honesty and heart, that goes beyond all that stuff. I think it transcends. And maybe I'm fucking wrong. I just, I really believe that transcends. And yeah. that's what I want to follow, not words or misleading actions. I don't know. I don't, mm -hmm. even, know if that was, I don't even know if that was a political statement. Damn, dude. Sorry. No, I mean, that, that makes a ton of sense, though, because I, and like to me, there's always been this political element to things. And because it's just partisan now, because like there's always inside inside of organizations or or what you're talking about, with the whole paying dues thing. That's a type of politics. Like, you know, what I mean, those those people are going around politicking, trying to impose some type of social structure on people who are just trying to make a thing. And I see it in the tech industry, too. Like a lot of, you know, people have been in for a while. They feel threatened by a new talent or just new people coming in and they feel a need to assert the fact that they've been doing it longer over those people and implement structures and um i think what you said makes a whole lot of sense uh because right now it's just that that same dynamic in a lot of ways is just wearing the suit of um red well, versus blue in our political climate the only thing i can say but, on uh, that is yeah. the, the individual should should follow you know they should follow the idea of what they want um and i don't know if that makes any sense but it's like yeah. instead of following the political correctness just follow what you like and in the end, when everything topples or everything succeeds, yeah. you as an individual stood by what you believed in and didn't like, didn't bow down to the popular consensus. And I think, I again, this is just my opinion, but I think at the end of that, you're happy with your decision, whatever it was. It sounds, it sounds yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of related to the the journey is more important than the end of the start. It's like the journey. That's you, one of the hardest things yeah. that I think. It sounds like common sense, but I, I don't see it happening. You know, I have a lot of problems with that, too. I feel like over the last few years, I've kind of grown passive, but, you know, just constant self-doubt. And, and it's, it's tricky to balance it, too, because introspection and reevaluating oneself is essential to growth. But at the point it becomes unhealthy or non-productive, it becomes just like this kind of self-doubt that um, destroys that confidence in the path. And at the end, regardless of the destination, it was always only the path that matters. So I try to focus on just enjoy, like 
making sure I get the shit done, but also enjoying it or making sure while I'm doing it, I'm seeing the value, not just planting seeds and watering and oh, one day that tree will be here and I'll get that fruit. It's like, I gotta, I gotta get in there and enjoy getting dirty. You know, making that the question that kind of always pops up with self doubt, uh, a question that, that I constantly ask Mm. myself whenever I'm, I'm insecure or I'm like, well, I'm, I don't know if that's going to work. Uh, the question is compared to what? What are you comparing yourself to doubt to? Are you comparing mm. it to yourself? Or are you comparing it to others? Because the answer is kind of obvious. You're comparing it to others. And how can you compare it to others when yeah. that's not you? Like, what are you comparing? Yeah, what are you comparing it Apple to? You're comparing oranges. it to an unattainable goal because you'll never be in that person's skin, at least not as of, you know, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I got another theory about that. We're gonna go down that wormhole that's, and then that's another a episode. really good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could definitely get into that. The the whole insubstantiability yeah. of reality and how technology may play a role in that. But no, that's that's definitely one hundred percent what it is. And we see it too on social media, and it's exacerbated by the fact that people portray false images of their lifestyle. Like a bunch of content creators shamed. recently got not busted but called out. They get like for like all a public rent- shamed, huh? Yeah, well, slightly. I, I want, mean, I as much as a influencer or social media influencer can. We throw raw, we throw rotten fruit at them as they walk down the town. I want cabbage, cabbage, virtual cabbage. The cabbage, yeah, <laughs> virtual <Yes>. cabbage. <laughs> Shame, but um, they they all got um, ca- like you know called out because they they all had posts where they were on private jets and apparently they just rented the studio that is made to look like a I private think that's jet, funny. dressed it up slightly differently. I think that I don't, yeah, it is. Yeah, funny. I, I don't <laughs> It wasn't a prank though. They were, at, but that's what I mean. Like, see, you you would do it in it an ironic matter. way, like matter. that. But they're doing it unironically. People believe that. And like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm on a jet. Yeah. Yeah. That's on the agenda now. <laughs> um, I just, dude, honestly, fucking people, like, <laughs> believe in yourself. Stop. Stop. Stop following these ideas of perfection that have no basis to compare it on. There's no comparison. That's, That's the, the question. Issue, yeah. Compared no, to no... what? Consistently ask mm-hmm. that. Compared to what? Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm never gonna make. The, I'm never gonna make it up that hill. Compared to what? Well, compared to that. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to what? I think that's that's what, what yeah. I ask myself every fucking day. Compared to what? That's like a really healthy exercise that I think a lot of people could benefit well, from. There is limitations to that. I should, my, I I should, I find I should my say. Own you know? to... no, I, I can't I can hold my breath where underwater for 16 the, minutes. The, mm-hmm. what? the human body, asshole. Like, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so there's limits to what I'm saying, obviously. But physically. Well, there was. was... It's a, it's implied by the statement itself because like compared to what doesn't necessarily always mean that there's no comparison. But if there is, like you know, like well, such and such held their breath this long, 
or the human yeah. body is known to be able to hold its breath as long. And by the way, the longest yeah, record is over body, 20 minutes. You know, compared to what? Breath, so. so if you say compared <laughs> to Steve, well, that's that's really dumb. Yeah. But if it's like compared to what? Compared to my human, my human, you know, yeah. cosmetic makeup. Okay. Or was it organic makeup? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Well, I think they're both relevant. But no, that, that that definitely makes sense, and it's a it's a whole another way because you could also you know like not only as an anti uh, like self deprecating mechanism, but also when you are trying to push past you know conventional um, limitations, you you know you can kind of ask yourself like you know do I want like am I comparing myself to the standard to the no. minimum to excellence you know like because maybe someone is really <laughs> some good of my limitations which is a little bit dangerous further. so I'm going to reveal this. But some of my limitations are compared to death. So it's like, well, are you going to do this? Oh, I don't know. It's a good mm. idea. Well, you know, it's like, I don't know what an example of that is. Oh, I want to travel across the world. Well, what's the worst that can happen? I can die. Okay, well, do you accept that? Do you accept that comparison? Or that, that I don't know. That, I don't know if you necessarily call it a comparison, but that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tragic consequence. You know, consequence. Do, you, do you accept that tragic consequence? consequence? And if the answer is yes, then I'm 100% in. But if it's not, it's like, well, I don't, I don't really, you know, there's a lot of things I, yeah. I have going on. I don't think that's a good idea if I just die. So, yeah, I don't know. I think like that. And that's, that's not necessarily safe. But, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think life should be 100% safe. Yeah, well, it's not. Like, we, we have this construct, this idea of control. Like, I'm sitting inside an apartment right now. I figure I'm pretty safe, but a, an asteroid could hit, a missile could fall, an earthquake, like um, you know, like a, yeah. a whole myriad well, of different things could destroy my of concept of safety without my but choice. So can I, can I give I you an example of like? Um, yeah, there's no topic. Well, I don't know there's if it no falls topic. in your safety thing, but I think we are pretty safe in our uh, south South Californian uh, atmosphere because people are fucking lazy. Like, there's gonna be no. I found out a key to this laziness thing. Like I found how to make it work for me. Coffee. Coffee. So yeah, so I want to coffee, right? Because I I, I subconsciously poisoned my coffee maker, so now it's all toxic and I had to throw it out because it was making me sick. Um so now to get my caffeine supply, I go someplace else. But yeah. I go to like fucking the you know the Starbucks drive-thru and that fucking line wraps around the whole you know structure, the whole plaza. And I'm like, well, fuck, how do I get coffee? Like, I don't want to wait in line. For, I don't want to stand in my car for, or sit in my car for fucking an hour. So I started thinking about it. I'm like, I'm like what do non-lazy people do? Every day, oh, man. they go to the coffee shops that don't have fucking drive throughs <laughs> And so, dude, I shit you not. I go to a coffee shop that have no drive through First motherfucker, and I walk in, boom, get my shit right away. And I'm like, it's that easy. It's that easy. And there's people sitting in the front car for 30 minutes. And I just walk in and got my coffee. Like, oh. trust me, people, we're oh in no God. fear of an uprising. If motherfuckers are now going to get out of their car to get coffee, they're not going to start a revolution. We're good. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? That's not even a comedy bit. Like, I just realized that today. Yeah, that's Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Stay lazy, people. Hilarious. You're keeping me safe, and I'm able to get my coffee at a better at a better time frame. <laughs> so, 
I'm not, I'm not saying not be lazy, like continue doing oh that shit. God. I'm just saying, like, wow. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> wow. Yeah, ain't nobody trying to start, ain't nobody trying to start a revolution. <laughs> They're yeah. in line for that coffee. <laughs> they got to get back the world, to their house. The world we live in in Southern California. <laughs> I don't know how there's the world is. There's no here, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We're getting off the topic true, of art. Right that's one hundred percent. But true. art, it's like, no, no. Art, I mean, it's yeah. This is you know, getting back to it. It is a philosophy, you, so. and I know um, I'm really deep into it in the whole like art world and lifestyle and everything. So there's not a whole lot I can come that's comparable to like an everyday lifestyle that I can give like words of encouragement to. So like up and coming artists, I I really can't it's hard for me to give any kind of words of encouragement because I'm in it so deep and the things that I would say to do, it could be life ruining for you, you know? So I, I that's what's difficult. People are like, well, what, what yeah. should I do? You know, like say I'm getting into the art world. Like I want to be an artist. Like, what do I do? And it sounds funny, but like, don't, don't be an artist. Like do it for like after your job, like, you know, kind of do it on the weekends to like make yourself, <laughs> to give yourself a, a, you know, to balance your sanity out to kind of like have that uh, creative creative bent but as far as being a professional artist or going out there and trying to just live on art yeah. don't do that like that's not a good idea however yeah if you're compelled yeah, to do it like if you're willing to live out in the street for like, to be an yeah. artist then let's talk but like <laughs> that's pretty much what it comes down to you know it's a level <laughs> of commitment that it takes to be an artist for the for virtually no success it doesn't make any logical sense, but the lifestyle is pretty freeing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, uh, well, some people out there, you know, they're all set up, they got their job, they're doing well, and they are miserable. And maybe they do, you know, spend that half an hour, or a couple That's hours good. after work sketching stuff, and they feel alive then, but maybe they are you know, maybe there are people out there who are at that point where it's time to well, nuke their life. This also goes and, back to that. You know, <laughs> this also goes back to that coffee or, thing. Or what have like, you. if everybody became me, then I wouldn't be able to get coffee in fucking five minutes. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah. So y'all keep your job, all right? That's what decaf is. I mean, no, you're wrong. We all struggle. Y'all keep your job. But. No, and I know it's silly because I'm just kind of joking because nobody's yeah, gonna. Yeah. There's a very small ratio of people that are gonna try and be an artist, you know, despite all odds. So, I don't know, yeah. but yeah, um, I'm getting into the apparel game only because, you know, nobody's nobody's really interested in buying like art prints or posters. At least my work because I don't really have a brand, you know. Like I don't have a. Uh, people aren't gonna buy a print of mine and then be like, oh, I can resell that later for more money. It's it's just not where I'm at right now. So I'm having fun with that and I'm just going to start making like shirts and, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, I know t-shirts is nothing new, but the way I'm making them, I'm making them the highest quality that I would want to buy them in the store that I would personally, buy. I stand behind what I'm doing in that aspect, in the shirt aspect. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's just a side thing. It's not like, I'm not trying to be a company. I just want to make enough. Sorry. Dude, you got yeah, I've seen a bunch of your pieces that I thought would be great shirts, and I haven't seen any anything remotely like them on a shirt. 
And uh, there's always well, been a market there's, there's for a shirts, market and I think for there shirts always and there's will be, so I don't think it's a bad idea and that's, at all. And that's kind of where um, I'm going with that. Because I'm just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just transforming my and media. I'm trying to figure out how to transform my media into the, the popular consumer, you know? Yeah, that's a that's a great way to do it. I mean, to make your art a more enterprising endeavor. To, uh, I'd, I'd like you know, to be, to, 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 you know, I'd like to be a traditional artist. I just don't see that working for difference. me. Yet or now, you know, it's just not. Mm. I, I don't I've think met I've met a few that do exist. Traditional artists, like it's in my just, life. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just not. I'm not in that yeah, kind of I'm, wheelhouse. It's so rare. Yeah, it's, it's kind of um, reminds me, well, I mean, it's in the same kind of environment, but the game industry, like I was making games a while ago, and um, I noticed that it's saturated by a bunch of really just enthusiastic people who do that shit for free. And so it sets a high bar, not because you have to be right. skilled to make a game necessarily, especially now with the way technology is, but it's because there's like, you know, professional software developers who in their free time will make a fucking video game. Or, you know what I mean? Like, we're excellent artists who release assets online for free. And um, to be, like, really original and independent in that environment is very challenging. Just like, you know, kind of like being a, a traditional artist where you've got to be able to market yourself and to to do all these. And that, that's one thing that really frustrated me about yeah. the whole, like, having your business thing is how many hats you have to wear and how skilled you have to become at things that are not associated with your craft, just like the business um, minutia of it. You, you have to do it. You, and I, I guess you explained a bit earlier, but um, like, how do you balance kind of like that type of stuff with um, the art and like the different well, When you mentioned um, kind of like, the like what are my biggest side. challenges? That was, that was that everything that I, I forgot what I even said in the beginning, but that encompasses yeah. everything. Like, is it worth it? That, I think that's what I said. Is it worth it? Do I believe in it? And that's that's what it comes down to. Uh, okay. you know? I, I, I don't know. I mean, one of my biggest challenges, because we're going back to that, right? That's kind of the question you're asking. Or what are some of the challenges you have? Or what mo how do I know when to bounce from one thing to another? Mm -hmm. but, yeah, it was specifically with well, well, uh, just like the business ins and outs. Of it, yeah. like, uh, like you run a it's eBay comforting store knowing how to and, make money. Uh, like, Amazon once you know how to store. make money, you can't unlearn it. So, I just have a certain threshold yeah. that, that I try to maintain. And I know I should be <laughs> I should be working like nine to five, you know, 40 hours, but I, I don't do that. I just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of use a strategy. I just make up a strategy like week by week or month by month and uh and just work the strategy and luckily i'm able to keep my uh my dollar amount kind of where i want it so it doesn't uh, it's dropped actually because of you know covid and stuff i think it dropped a little bit um and i've noticed it however mm -hmm. i know that if i work harder i can get my numbers back up um i'm just yeah that's kind of the thing yeah whatever you figured out works though like I've watched your business grow over the last like two or four years, just like just it's, you know growth. I, I, yeah, I think so, it's like, it's a people business, man. You have to believe works. in what you're doing, and that goes with art, goes with business, it goes with anything. If you believe in what you're doing, things kind of work for you, and people see that. And and business is a people, it's a people thing. 
like to make money, your transactions, everything. I know people try to tell you it's automa automated or you can do online sales, yeah. but even online sales involves human interaction. And I think when people um, hear from you and you're enthusiastic about your mm. product or you believe in it, I think they they really are something kind of clicks in them and they want to they want to buy from you, you know, instead of going to Amazon or instead of going to like Walmart, they like you. They like what you yeah. believe in your, you know, whatever you're doing. And I've noticed that that's basically what's kept me afloat is just believing in what I do. Yeah. And I, I get people that will buy from me or help me out. And that's that's kind of how it's working. I don't really know if there's a secret beyond that. You got to know numbers a little bit and you got to know your value. And I guess that's the biggest thing with artists is knowing what your value is, which we should we can go. I don't know how much time we have on this thing, dude, but, uh, mm -hmm. but value. I think an artist, that's, that's like the number one thing. And I, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm also speaking by the many artists that I know is knowing what your value is. And so, so what are some do's and don'ts or what methodology do you, you use to appraise your value? Or if you're looking at another artist and maybe critiquing them in the market or otherwise, what, what methods do you use to appraise, um, like an hourly uh, rate based on skill value or creative value? I kind of think about I kind of think about that. Like, say I do a drawing, say I do a drawing now, okay. and my rate, my rate, my personal rate is like twenty bucks an hour. But it's twenty bucks an hour with a thirty dollar minimum. So if I do a drawing mm. in twenty minutes, that's still thirty bucks. If I do a drawing, that's thirty mm. bucks. If I do a drawing in two hours, yeah. that's forty bucks. And mm -hmm. I know that's not a real accurate thing to do. Mm. But I'll tell you this much, if, they're fly, if my work is flying off the shelf for that rate, then I know that I should raise my rate. And right now, it's not. It's not. So I, that's what I feel like I'm working Yeah. For. But that's $20 doing what I want to do. That's not $20, doing like, or $20 an hour for a job or somebody who's hiring me to do something they want. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different thing. Only because, only because most of the time, I, 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 don't, I hate to... I don't yeah. want to talk down to like my clients or anything because that's really shitty business. But most of the things I'm just not as enthusiastic about as my own stuff, obviously. And I don't want to do things for like just for money. If I'm doing artwork just for money, yeah. then I'm in trouble. I think. Yeah. Yeah, there's other things you could do just for money. To I, make I more recently, of it, so it does kind of. I don't know if we spoke about this, like but I recently got asked to do a mural at like a brewery. Yeah, mm. it, it is. It is. And they, they no, reached out and they contacted me and just, they said, dope. hey, you know, what can we do to get you to do a mural? Now, I don't do like spray paint. I mean, I can, but I haven't done it. And this is one of the things that I told them. I, I said, I haven't used spray paint in like years and I wouldn't feel comfortable taking your money experimenting on something. So beginning, I was like, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure I'm the guy for the job because I can't. Mm. I'm not good at spray paint. And so... Uh, but then they they responded with you know what other medium yeah, would you consider doing if you wanted to do the wall? And I said I do I do acrylic. I would uh, I would prime the wall and then I would just do acrylic painting with brush and uh and just like a, a wild style of what I want to do. And they go, oh, well, they're like, well, how much would that cost? You know, like, well, what do you want to do or what, what would be your, your rate? Mm. And so I thought about it and I, I messaged them and I said and I thought it was a pretty good deal. So maybe you could tell me if it's not a good deal and don't kiss my ass either. If it's a terrible deal, tell me like it's not a good deal. So, but I, I said, look, 
there, I wanted to print this watercolor <laughs> comic book magazine thing. And I wanted to print 200 copies. And the 200 copies to print with shipping would cost $560. So if, if you were to give me that $560 to print that, that book, mm-hmm. um, I would charge you that plus whatever supplies. And the supplies, I would go and get you a price list. Like I'd go to like a, um, an, art, an art store, get a list of every, how much everything would cost in the products that I'm using, submit that to them, and then see if that's something they can do or if I should go with cheaper products, you know? And I said that. So I said that would kind of be my price, but I would do in, I would, uh, yeah. I threw in this extra thing. Now, this is extra. You don't necessarily want, you have to do it. It's not a part of the deal, but if you like it, I'm willing to do this. I said once the books came in, I would do a signing at their um, at their brewery, and I would give hundred uh, percent of the profits for that day to whatever charity we both agreed on. Does that sound? Does that sound? Because it's okay. You t- I don't um, know how much I mean, it's a cost. Business, I don't like, know if that's a know, lot of money I guess or not, but that's, that's my the... standard. I can't really go lower than that. That. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, I don't know how much they cost, but that doesn't sound unreasonable for anything that a business is going to feature outside of itself to add to their aesthetic. You know what I mean? Because if they buy a billboard with their fucking logo on it, or not even a billboard, but a sign with their logo on it, they're going to pay more than that. You know what I mean? You're going to have a live artist go in and make it. So I think that that price is very reasonable, even without... Um, you know, knowing exactly the cost of the supplies and then the fact too, that you also they get the emotional they may, event you know, they may not that want to do that. It was a charity. side thing to show them that I'm um, sincere about what I, I want to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't own any type of business where there's a brick and mortar well, involved, and so I can't speak too much to it. But they responded just from, back to me. You know, they. And the that I've had. They said, um, like a fair deal. well, it was, a, it was a GM. It wasn't the owner. It was like the general manager. Say? And so the general manager was like, um, well, I'm not authorized to, mm-hmm. I'm not authorized to say mm-hmm. yes or no on that deal. Um, I could just tell you that the last guy that we had that, that painted a mural in the back of our, our building, he, um, he did it for, he did it for drinks and supplies. And uh, we let him put his, uh, his, his logo or his hashtag on the bottom of the painting. <laughs> See, that's exactly I, kind of related to what I was saying wrong, about the, but the, the GM industry, was like, like how um, saturated by people. You know, I'll contact the owner and I'll that see if that's something beer. they're interested in. Like, I don't have the authority to do that, but I'll, I'll contact them and see if it's something they're interested in. And I was like, no, I think I appreciate you even contacting me, asking me for the, you know, for the the job. But that's yeah. I'm trying to. And I, I told her, like, normally, like the old me would have just took it and been like, yeah, let's just fucking have yeah. a day. Let's have fun. The thing is, I, I'm, I'm kind of I've outgrown that. And I really. I really want to trade up with the work that I'm doing. And, um, and plus yeah. I can buy all the beer that I can drink with my own money. Exactly. And that, to me, that's, you know, like not the no, best of business, but that's, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, one, because I'm very grateful to like, invited me, you know, but like, two, it's like, that's their policy. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's how they do things yeah. and there's somebody that agrees to it, that's, that's capitalism. And I support that. Yeah, I guess from that perspective. But as a web designer, but I've had but then you just say offer me that's that capitalism. That's what I love about capitalism. Like, oh, I'll promote you and your services. You just say no. and yeah, true, very true. I would just urge 
people who are coming up unless they feel like that benefits them or they no, really enjoy I mean, it. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say avoid a deal like, deal like that. that. <laughs> if you if you want to have if you want to just do it and get the experience and know what it's like, maybe you're kind of new and you do that and you realize, hey, this is kind of fun. I want to keep doing it. Or you're like, this was a complete failure and I invested, you know, I invested 16 hours of my time doing a job that I didn't get paid for. If um you know, it just depends on who the individual is and who the, how, how the artist wants to spend their time, which equals into money. Because that's what our time is in life. Our time has been, the equal, has been you know, equal to money or, uh, yeah. you know, currency. So it's based on whatever you want to do. I can't say there's a right or wrong yeah, to anything. That's that why I don't, sense. I didn't get angry. I wasn't like, oh man, fuck them. They're trying to take advantage of me. I'm just like, that's their policy. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what they want to do. And I think with with uh, artists to get all salty and like you have to pay us what we're worth. Yeah. I think I don't think that's right, man. I think that's kind of like a, a like there should be a standard, there should be a minimum. Like, dude, that's that's kind of tyranny, you know. If you're yelling that kind of spew out, like everything should be regulated. Like that's a little fucking weird, you know. It well, was a trap. No, it was totally like a trap. I got you it. What you would charge when they already had no, a uh, standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I mean, because if they just came up to you, you know, and they're like, hey, uh, free drinks, promotion, if you do this mural, then I would have, like, if, if it was me, I would have a totally different attitude. Like, I would look at it as a fun thing from the yeah. outset rather than, like, okay, is this going to be a potentially lucrative deal? But, um, but yeah, I, I, I get what you mean, too. They, like, they, that is what makes it uh, and you know that's, that's kind of, <laughs> I know some people will say the downfall is when we go into our economy, like as our economy uh, progresses, it's you know we're going into some kind of depression, and then people are going to be saying like, hey, I'll pay you two shillings to do eight hours of work, and somebody may do it, but as the individual, like if we all give into that as as a collective, that's our own yeah. that's our own fault. That's not that's not their fault. You know what I mean? I know. I know would bash me for that saying well if nobody has anything and you give them something yeah. of course they're gonna yeah do it's it. like we're enabling i i don't know the answer to that i wouldn't because i'd figure out i'd figure out my own way but i i know that's not really a, a fair answer to you know the the consensus yeah. of people Well, I think it, you know it's like no, I think it's good that we have conversations like no, this, just so a, people get educated. Not that we're yeah, different stories on this, but but well, a diversified perspective. Yeah, and then you know, like so, people at least have the the gumption to ask the question before it's knocking on their door. Like, like as far as the art, the art gig, like what I did is what I do thought, I consider what ethical could I, or unethical? What can I trade? Like I thought, like if I did if I did this work for somebody. What can I trade for work that would help me in my art business or my art kind of industry? What would help me? I'm like, oh, print, printing books. That would help. And so that's why, that's why I came up with that number. Because if it was like $300, like that's not going to help me with anything. Mm. That's that, that won't help me buy really anything mm. I want to do. Because even my shirts, to have my shirts printed, not even to buy the shirts themselves, but to have them printed cost me about, it cost me about like 500 bucks. And that was that wasn't for a lot of shirts either. So yeah, and then on top of that, yeah, 
And depending on how yeah, long it took for you to do the mural, yeah. it might drop you below your hourly, so, you know, your rate for that I don't know. Of... But yeah, that, that's that's kind of how I gauged it, and that's yeah. that's how I gauged my worth. Damn. You know what I mean? That was the gauge of my worth. And I don't know. I don't know. That's mm -hmm. how. I don't yeah. know. I know the whole art thing is like people do pretty much whatever yeah. they feel, but some artists are like, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know how to gauge any of that stuff. And I would say you gauge it on the things that you need as an artist what, or even want. What do you want as an artist that will help you advance as an artist? And then you figure out, yeah, if somebody's willing to pay for your art, then yeah. you, you, know, yeah, you charge based on how you can improve. kind of a roadmap. If that makes any sense. What... That absolutely does. Um, what What are the biggest ways that you feel um, art has been affected by technology, I, or vice versa? I say I say coloring. Modern like, age for me personally, technology. digital coloring has like, if any effect. It's been amazing. I love it. As opposed to like traditional coloring for print, you know. <laughs> yeah. One one thing I appreciate about you though is like you you have a really dynamic way of making use of technology and traditionalism. Because yeah. um, I we've uh, gone back and forth about in the past about you inking digitally, and you are emphatic about traditionally inking, but you exploit um, that digital coloring. And I thought you had a really interesting theory about it. And if, you know, please expand upon it or correct me. But you said something effective like the pressure that it puts on you to not make a fuck up and the way that you have to adapt to it and the, the touch technique that you get from traditionally well, inking outweighs the value yeah, it's of, you failure. Know, like, you know, the, the speed I wanted, or whatever. I want to be able to fail on this digitally. paper. I want to be able to waste this paper to work, you know, as an yeah. amateur, work, work three hours on it and spill ink on it. That's, that's, that's an amateur <laughs> mistake, but that's something that, that I think is extremely valuable to learn because you learn how <laughs> yeah. not to do that in the future. And I know it's how I know it sounds a little philosophical and maybe even silly, but like that that's, that dictates life. So mm. like in life, if, if you make a mistake, like you spill ink on your, your map and you fucking don't know where you're going, that's a lesson that you learn yeah. that you'll never make again because it was such a tragic mistake. And I think that's, it's important to make those like hard mistakes because you learn from them. If you, mm. you know, if making an erase is just the push of a button, then what, where's your risk factor? If there's no risk factor, then there's nothing really worth doing. Yeah, it kind of kind of fools you into thinking that life is permanent or like that you'll live forever. Like, um, like like a lot of what makes us unique and dynamic as humans is the fact that we know we're gonna die. But if everything around us, because of technology, has I always, I always laugh like because um, like I laugh because it's ironic you that I, you really I, you know, I have different antiques and stuff that I sell, <laughs> and I'll pick up like a you know like a ninety year old piece of paper, you know something so frail and brittle and something that's made out of wood that's organic, you know, and I look at it and I'm like, this is this is longer than a lifespan. Like this was created and I'm holding it in my mm -hmm. hand and somebody lived and died through the whole period of this this paper, like how fragile and how how um, short is our lifespan that and a wow. fucking piece of paper can outlive us? You know? But I think about that shit. And it's like, that tells <laughs> me that our, our lives are so brittle and frail and like yeah. almost 
I know, again, it's just fucking dark uh, philosophical views, but it's almost insignificant in terms of the galaxy, you know? And so you can look at it a couple of, I mean, I have looked at it a couple of ways where you get depressed mm. and you're like, fuck, I'm, I'm not even worth yeah. the lifespan of a piece of paper. But then I, I look at it also like that gives me the freedom to do whatever the fuck I want. Like, you know, there's so much stuff that I can do because I have such little time and I, I can really, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. encompass what little I have into what I really, really believe in. Yeah, and I think that that notion validates art even more because, um, like, art, you, the 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 perspective of the creator of the art, the perspective of those who see it, is so paramount to its existence. It exists entirely within the context of those perceptions, and um, you know, and the fact that a piece of art can outlive a person and affect perspectives beyond them lends itself to the fact yeah. that maybe Yeah, and then, you know, getting back to that, to that, that you know, traditional drawing thing, is, and I've said this a million times, and nobody's argued, nobody's said that I was wrong on this. You can't resell digital art. So, like, if you do a comic book, and let's say, like, you do your original pencils and inks on a, on a comic <laughs> board, yep. and then you scan it and have it digitally colored, well, no, you can't sell the colored work, but you can sell the original ink work. And that, if your book works, like if it's successful, it has a, a you know, it resonates with, with certain people, you can resell that for money. And you can actually make money beyond your initial investment. And that's, that's really important, I think. Why would that not be important? And I'll yeah, give you an example, like Fiona like Staples, everything's digital. And that's just, I'm just giving one example. But everything's digital, and that book was so huge that if mm -hmm. she had original pages, imagine how much money that she would have made on the mm -hmm. resale of those pages. Imagine all that money yeah. that she's lost on that. You know, it's like, granted, maybe she doesn't oh need the God. money, but it's like, who doesn't want that money, you know? Yeah. Especially if it worked the excrement oh, yeah, of what absolutely. you've already done. Yeah, and just the artistry of it, like, you know, collectors Whenever, would love to have that and to see. Sorry, I said know, something the, the and I kind of, I, I wanted to touch a little bit on it. I say excrement. You know, all the stuff that you might and have then seen that's like, print. Shit. Like, oh, you know, all the shit that's left over. Well, technically it's ex excrement. I mean, that's my perspective of it. It's just something that you created and you left behind. Like, it's abandoned. Like, you're done with it. You don't need it anymore. I mean, other people can find it and collect it and think that it's beautiful and they can look at it and be inspired by it, but you don't. You already did it. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. technically, it's excrement, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's good. It's how I look at it. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, you're losing I, all that, that money. That's a really good way. I don't, I don't know why you would do that, but then maybe it's because, you know, some people say, I don't want to waste trees. And that hurts yeah. my feelings because you're saying that your artwork is, is wasting trees. You're not that you're not that valuable. And that I, I don't understand that. Well, I'm not as valuable as a tree. Yeah. Well, fucking die. Like that's horrible. Mm -hmm. Don't say that about yourself, you know? Cheer up, Like don't, don't think you're fucking yeah. less valuable than a tree. A tree lives a tree will live uh, yeah. ask you, ask, ask the paper, you know. <laughs> and what? Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, would you mind being a part of my art? I just need to cut you down. <laughs> I need to kill you and mutilate your corpse. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of um, that convention like that, yeah. like a lot of like kind of social I, self-shaming mechanisms that I people have were imposed though. by... I really, um, I really do think as a human race... Like we some are aspect of society. But, but I'll tell you this much yeah. about that, that, what I just said, that statement. I want to be the best <laughs> piece of shit I can be. <laughs> But I really do think that we are not good for this world. Like we were meant to, whatever yeah. we're doing, like the, what we're us fucking up the world and all that stuff. I think that's what we were created to do, and we're doing a damn good job at it. But, but that doesn't, you know, for our our morality. I don't think the idea of that is good. But I think we are destroyers of the world. I think that's what we were created for. That's a fucking horrible thing to say, but dude, that's just the proof that's laid out for me. Because that's the only thing we're doing well as a species. So, yeah, and, and each other. That's that's what, we're, that's what we're good at. We're very efficient at that. So how can Destroying you? It's not, it's not our. It's not what we are meant to do if we're doing it so other. damn well. It is interesting, though, yeah, because we do, like, it is commonly accepted that the way that our society is existing cannot sustain itself. Because I think that's what we're we're meant to do. I know people are oh, no, it's not true, it's not true. Going at it, like... Anybody who's tried to to do otherwise has been killed. So I don't... Our society, our people have killed (laughs) those people. So I don't... Yeah. That... But I don't mean to be a downer. Just be the best. Yeah, that you can yeah. Be, people try to go against that grain. People <laughs> try to like really. No, I mean, <laughs> you had an interesting um, like kind of thought or or theory around um, like the, the collective human experience. I talked with a, or, a professor recently, or that we were part of like uh, a, almost like a high. Because you know he was one of my customers. I thought and that was really we were talking about that, and he got all he got all defensive about that. He's like, "That's ridiculous. We're, we're not a hive mind. We don't all we don't all think of the same. We're individuals." And I, I couldn't even give him a straight face and respond to that because it's all of our all of, all of the evidence leads otherwise. But he's a very educated man, and is, you know, has has he's very <laughs> academically uh, educated. I'm not. I'm just an asshole. So, <laughs> you know, his his. You know, his outlook is probably has a higher regard than mine. But <laughs> for me, I believe that and I use it to my advantage. It's not even a theory. I actually use the application and it works for me. So by using the idea of a hive mind is how I've succeeded and been able to live through yeah. the life that I've, you know, I was born into. You know, my when you said that, because you you recently said it to me, and it was kind of liberating when I heard it. But initially, you introduced that concept to me, and I was very resistant, like your professor friend, where I in what, like what I see I say, now Pat? that it was my ego, and I felt like what you said was a direct assault on my ego, and unfortunately, well, uh, you you'd basically put to me that you know, like we're all part of a collective. And, um, you know, your thoughts are not exactly right. independent phenomena of you. The things you achieve are not necessarily indicative of your right. competence. 
you know, like, like I can't write a program without someone having invented the computer before me, you know, and, and you, we take it deeper to like a more day to day thought process of like, you know, like, oh, I thought of this thing today, but I was watching TV when I thought of it, or I talked to you the previous day. And the fact that, you know, even though my experience of these ideas is very like self-centric and truth, when you take a step back, when you kind of look at it from outside of your perspective, when I abandon the ego, I can see quite clearly that I don't do anything by myself. <laughs> you know, like I, I can't, I, probably, <laughs> like I quite literally, like, I, I, I wanted to say I could die by myself, when I was, but I think when I was that's younger, still part it was, of a collective effort. It was a realization and, that I uh, came into, and I had a really hard time yeah, doing exactly. it. I think it was adolescence, <laughs> exactly. when I, I came to the the idea that nothing I do is original, and I'm not, I'm not really an individual person. I think that I went through this whole like rebellion phase where I wanted to prove I wanted to prove that wrong, but I was the one who came up with the idea or the discovery mm-hmm. of it, and I'm trying to prove that idea that I discovered wrong, and it was it was an adolescent idea or an adolescent you know thing that was a little silly on my end, but I, I that's kind of how I learned <laughs> to accept it because no matter how hard I fought, there's no evidence that led otherwise. Yeah, it's funny you what? describe it as like an adolescent, like juvenile type behavior. Well, that's the whole thing. Is but, that he, um, he a lot of adults, like he hasn't professor figured out me, how to um, exhibit that extreme mentality much later in life. You know, it's just a, uh, he called it a, uh, what is a hypothesis? Because he corrected me on that immediately when I was like, oh, I have this theory. And he's like, those aren't theories, those mm-hmm. are hypotheses. He's like, a theory is an educated, is an educated you know, uh, guess kind of thing. Like, it's something that you've actually done a lot of work on and you have structure <laughs> to build this, this theory. What you have is a hypothesis. And I was like, damn, okay. Well, I, I, I hypothesized about a lot of this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but no, it's, I, I took it with stride because, you know, there's a lot of shit that he knows that I don't. So I respect that. Damn, you. But no, I, we, are, we are definitely a collective. Yeah. And I, I yeah. should dare to say that but man, we it, are probably one mm-hmm. person. Or one being. Yeah. Dude, I think yeah. about that. Like, I feel like when I die, like, and there's theory, like, or um, kind of uh, spiritual perspectives on this that suggest that strongly that, like, you know, we'll all return to this kind of blue orb state as a singular being. Here's that. Perhaps Here's the thing: whenever I start getting into those those ideas, is that nobody can prove that. So trying to like, trying to talk to somebody about it is great, and it's a great conversation piece. But you know, some people will be like, "I don't want to hear that mm. bullshit." Like, so I I've kind of lean more towards that in the sense that I want to figure out how to make it work. How does this work for me? So it's like, okay, well, if we are all connected, what kind of trick that I can I do that will help me improve my life? You know, how can I? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe I can get a date. I can get into this girl's head and hang out with her, which is fucking manipulative as fuck. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, it sometimes works. So, I don't know. But it's through through a test and <laughs> through, through doing uh, personal experiments that kind of help you understand how this thing works, if, yeah. it, if you believe it does, you know? Yeah, I think social coercion aside, that's a really healthy way to go about it. Because like, I'm into you know computers, and I have all these hypotheses 
about um, you know different nefarious things that certain global actors like uh, social media companies, tech companies, government may be engaging in. And instead of going crazy, yeah. you know, being that guy in the street talking with the sign around my neck naked, talking about the world's going to end, the government's trying to fuck you. Instead, you know, while trying not to become a nefarious element myself, I try to use it to my example or to my advantage. You know, instead of, you know, just being this, this, uh, this insane conspiracy theorist, not that we don't need those, people to do that but yeah. um you should you know, be able to go to a coffee me shop crazy, and get coffee say, well, in well, less than... that's really a thing then i should be able exactly what you should to be able to do my to my advantage in some way and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's like that the perfect revelation analogy. that i had as of today <laughs> like... so, uh, <laughs> next... <laughs> oh my god and yeah that's yeah <laughs> Well, now it's been documented here on this podcast, so people will know that was Decafter's revelation. But that 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 definitely paints, you know, that that right there makes it not as doom and gloom because I think a lot of that inclination to resist is this idea that your experience is diminished, and um, and like you said, the the importance of it is debatable at best, <laughs> and so um, but having that perspective where you can use it to your advantage. And also understand, yes, too, yeah, where there's, there's applications that can be implemented on a day-to-day basis to benefit the quality of life, and um, yeah, and then and then you know once I once I take a step back because like when I try to eliminate myself and my ego, and obviously I still have one. That's one thing I have to remind myself that like I'm not my, yeah, my ego, ego, and even my ego keeps you alive. Day-to-day life, ego makes sure that you you run farther or you you know your your competition your idea of competition is based on your ego i think those are survival mechanisms that i don't we're not ready to let go of yet well that's absolutely true and i I I don't think we should ever let go of those but at the same time, society treats us one, egocentric. Sorry, like I don't mean to cut you off, but vanity is like, that's like a we, thing for yeah, me. Yeah, like, like that I leads really, to vanity, really narcissism, and agree the whole. With vanity. I think that's a, that's a manipulative, that's a manipulative idea that all of our, um, all of our leaders use against us. It's a weapon. I'm sorry? Yeah, vanity is absolutely Weapon. Mm, Vanity is what, what uh, and I'm sorry, I don't want to, I don't know enough Do, about this shit, so excuse me if I'm, that, being, uh, I'm just spouting uh, off things ideas. that people are going to fucking complain about later. But like, uh, all, all, all the China apps, all the, all the spy software that's being put on, what is the spy software? Like, why are these just, people voluntarily dude, I, all my uploading on this phone? Is, so. <laughs> oh, because it shows you pictures of yourself. It enforces your vanity. Anything that placates to vanity is what they're using as an espionage weapon. It reinforces the one example. Yeah, but I mean, even our own government, you know, they, they you know, they speak about about our vanity or our complexion wow. or our hips are too small or something like that, and then immediately we want to like we want to buy something or fight against it or be like, oh well, yeah. I got to prove I got to prove it. Mine's not, and it's vanity, dude. It's total fucking. I mean, I think you know, cock thing is fucking vanity, one hundred. You know, like, well, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not deep into that. You know, into that world to know if it's that. That's yeah. severely important that you have to get an implant or something like that. You know, I just don't. I, I think that's vanity. Oh, 
it's 100% weaponized. You, you're like, you're 100% right. Yeah. I agree with you totally. But it's like, and but that's then, us. You know, the they're, they're placating on our vanity, which is why I think uh, it's really not good. Yeah. I mean, it's important for us to be healthy, but like, uh, oh, fuck, there's a lot of things I want to say that I, I just can't publicly say right now. But, <laughs> but like, you know, um, just like physical physiques too, like overworking out or spending, you know, 16 hours a day oh, at the gym. If that's not your job, <laughs> if you don't do that for a living, why are you doing that? You know, but I think about this, you know, it's time invested. Exactly. Yep. And I feel like it, it's like an extension of, yeah. Yeah, the time taken away from things that and mean, I'm not, are, I'm that not are more meaningful to, like, oh, uh, you know, this nobody should work out or you shouldn't work out that much. I don't know. You can do what you so want, but it's just like the time that you're investing is that really quality time, you know, trying to make sure that you look good because, you know, we're all pieces of fruit, man. We have an expiration date and we last, our lifespan is shorter than a piece of paper, which means we, our and bodies are going to break down much sooner than that. And all the time working on that hot bot it's going to last you maybe 10 years max well i say not max but it'll last you 10 years max it'll probably last maybe 30 years if you got good genes yep. but is it really think about all that time you can do something that's more beneficial to mankind than yeah. looking good and that But where does so where would one draw the line between where like it's an think, essential like essential amount like of a, ego to for survival productivity? I think it's based where anything can cross. I just over think that uh, vanity is something that the individual should be cognizant of. I don't know the limits of it or the the mm. do's or don'ts. I don't really know if there is any, except if it's affecting your life or overcoming your personal your yeah. self image is overcoming your productivity or your you know your attention that you're giving to man in general or your family even is something to be concerned about i don't know i'm, I'm, I'm no guru yeah. i'm victim of that myself like i'll look in the mirror man. and i'm like damn you got to work out yeah, that's, and then that's i'll work the, out like three days out of the week and yeah, like not too fucking like much man we're trying to do a case job. by case and, um, yeah, we, we gotta draw man there's no time for push-ups <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like you're trying to become a oh, supermodel. Dude, if, if you heard the internal monologue that goes on, so I'm not speaking, weird accents that's that, make that internal monologue right there. That's, that's so that's important. Spending too much time alone, I guess. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. you're same here. <laughs> I do the same. It's kind of yeah. fun though, yeah. so I don't. I don't feel too bad about it, but if I start doing it in front of people without knowing it, then I know I spent too much time alone. So, so um, right now I'm do, like a lot in my. Just, I have kind of like a, a sub theme of dreams in uh, the different episodes I'm doing. I just people. told you my dream, and I told you the last so dream I have this morning. you feel comfortable sharing? What's like a crazy recent or like any dream you had? It's kind of like. <laughs> cute. Uh, yeah, but I, want I don't. I don't. Another. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. Actually, <laughs> I, I recorded dreams. quite a few oh. of them, and I wanted to make like a dream diary on cassette tape. Yeah, the reason why I initially started it was because um, when I was a kid, I, I went to. Oh yeah, I had I a therapist, and I was really young, maybe like maybe like twelve years old, 
And uh, the therapist put me aside and, and like, you know, when our session stopped, also known as when my insurance ran out, she, uh, she she's like, I want to have a talk with you today. And she's like, today's our last session. And um, she's like, I want you to know that you're intelligent enough to kind of <laughs> diagnose yourself in a sense. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, get a tape recorder and every day record yourself and say all the things that are bothering you and all the things that, that, you know, that you're thinking about and, and just stop. And she's like, just keep recording it. Don't listen. And she's like, at the end of the month, listen to the first recording and you'll learn a lot about what you're saying because you've grown in that month so much that when you read a month back, you'll start to notice patterns. Every day you listen to a recording, you notice the patterns of things that you're complaining about and you'll be able to solve your own problems based on those recordings. And I was like, word, okay. So I started to do it. <laughs> yeah, so I started to do it, and um, she's right. Wow. But anyways, that being said, you know, fast forward, you know, so many decades later, <laughs> I, I've been recording dreams. And I started listening to the first run that I, that I started recording, maybe like in 2007, seven? Maybe 2013. Uh, 2013, and I listened to them, and they were really upsetting because it was personal stuff. Like, it wasn't things that were like, I thought would be cool for everybody to hear because their stories, like I have dreams about stories, like complete for beginning to end stories, which I think are cool, but they're super personal. And I'm like, damn, I realized why that's just things that I was going through and my brain, put it in the story format and basically told my own fairy tale of my emotion. And listening to it was too heartbreaking. Like it was like really personal stuff. I was like, damn, really? And it's shit that I didn't even know about. Like I barely started listening to those things maybe like a couple wow. months ago. And because I've never listened to them, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this cassette tape, and people are gonna love this shit." And then I heard, I'm like, oh, "I don't want to hear this shit." Fuck. <laughs> yeah, super depressing. And uh, yeah, so um, dreams. Uh, they seem really cool. I mean, now I, mean, I guess they've gotten they've they've changed a lot, but the, the things that I recorded were. They have learned a lot about myself, but I, I don't. I would recommend some people doing that, but I wouldn't recommend sharing them. <laughs> Because, you know. Mm, I, yeah. I, I don't think so, man. It was a dream so of mine. Still, you know what? I still have so, about so five more cassettes to go through. So maybe, maybe I'll find some stuff there that, that'll year. work. But as of right now, it's just, it's it, they're kind of hard to hear, man. For me, anyways. I know people will hear them and won't hear that much, but for me, they are. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, man. Dreams. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of the dreams that I have, they kind of cease no, only because I've been drinking a lot more. But that. I used to be having uh, dreams where I was other people, seeing through other people's eyes and and uh, other people's skin and just being inside doing stuff. Which is kind of weird because whenever I'm in, whenever I have those kind of dreams, like I remember all the things they remember, which have nothing to do with me. Different ethnicity, different sexes, different all these things. So it gives me a perspective. And it could be, you know, if you want to speak like spiritual. It could be ancestry. It could be people that wow. maybe uh, like genetic memory that I inherited or something. I don't know. I don't really have an answer to that, but it is it is interesting to have those dreams. Past lives or something like that. Yeah. No, it's just crazy. Yeah, because I um, recently um, I stopped smoking pot and um 
it makes your dreams much more vivid. Like I, 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 you know, I haven't really consistently remembered my dreams in like over a decade. And uh, well, when I stopped smoking. It started. Also, another really trick to that is recording. Vivid if you dreams. record your dream, and it kind of made or me even curious, if, like, well, you like, just write them down. I wouldn't recommend writing them down because the more you write, the more you begin to embellish. Uh, if you record them, and as mm. soon as you wake up, you say them, what ends up happening is you start remembering them more and more. Like the more you archive, the more you start to remember. Yeah. That's one of the things. That's one of the things that I found out. In the beginning, you won't have much to report, but you'll notice that it will quickly evolve into well-rounded, you know, mm. stories potentially. I will have to try that. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to try that because I, I kind of yeah. do this thing where I would try to like not fully wake up and then recount the dream while I'm still kind of in that not quite awake state. But I still lose. I've noticed like even like 15 minutes later, some That's things the thing that I, the, you know, I seem like I remember remembering it, but then I try to think back and it's like, fuck, I don't remember what happened. You like, figure out how you can benefit You know, like one of the things. I mean, there's been a lot. Like I don't <laughs> dreams are such a deep yeah. thing man like I don't, it's difficult i wasn't prepared to really get into that but um one yeah. of the things that i've i'm kind of grown curious about is the places that i've been in my dreams like i've been places and i've documented some of the places and they actually exist um well the country stuff exists, but the the specific locations that mm. i went to i kind of want to i know it sounds weird but i kind of want to go there in person um Holy one of the places that i've been to in a dream is uruguay and i went to a bazaar in uruguay and how it looked was kind of cool, and I'm curious if they really look like that. I'd like to see one. Which, by the way, I never even knew Uruguay was a thing. Like, I, I'm that stupid. I didn't know that was a place. I've heard of Paraguay. Yeah, that, so when I woke up and I heard, and I, you know, I recognized Uruguay from the dream, I thought that I made it up. I thought that I was thinking of Paraguay, but I kind of, like, made it up on my own. Mm. Like, I made up my own fake world based on Paraguay, which I don't know anything about Paraguay. I just know that there's a... a Place called that, mm. and then when I and then when I looked up Uruguay, yeah. I found that it was a real thing. And then when I looked, then when I looked at a map of it, I can recognize some of the places, which is kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. There's actually Jeez. quite a few, Dude, a few countries a that I've heard about. I hope where you I went do have an opportunity to follow up on that and visit at least a there. few or at least one I don't of these th- places. I, I really so. go. I don't think anything will happen. I just think it'll be interesting to know that I dreamed about it, of this place that, you know, that I didn't look at on Google Maps yeah. or that I haven't been to or nobody talked about. It just showed up and that it's there. But, dude, I, again, I can go in. I can go into all this shit. Like, I think the... I think the internet has a lot to do with the way we think and like how we start collecting memories and, and information. Like, I think, I don't think that it's like controlling us or anything like that. I think we are controlling it. I think that the human consciousness, like oh, the yeah, internet absolutely. is a fake human consciousness. Like it's a man-made idea of what human consciousness is and it's collective. Wow, it's kind of like the nexus of our yeah. our collective mentality of like the that kind of human hive mind. It's like the the manifestation of it because it really is like I mean, 
I do have theories or hypothesis on, you know, global actors who are influencing things a certain way, but even what they do has to be based out of our overall machination. And the internet is a place where we all have uh, our I think input. We, are the greatest we all AI. pull out from it. And so in a lot of ways, it is some type of manifestation. I think, I think of once man tries to create the AI that everybody's will. afraid of, or like people want to give, give homage to, I think that once we create the AI, Dude. our AI, <laughs> this is just me being a fucking, you know, fantasy writer, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's an idea that um, something will happen to us. And I think that we will override our own AI <laughs> because yeah. AI, we are fucking AI, dude. Like we're artificial intelligence. We're we're machines built by something else. I, you know. Dude. So I think that there's like a. That, so now I, we're I, we're mimicking our every too. machine that we've ever created throughout time has only mimic mimicked the human body, because there's nothing. Everything that we've created is a mimic of the. Yeah, human it does body. something that we do. Because what do we have to compare it to? Which goes back to the mm-hmm. first thing. Yeah, just us. One of the things I don't know if anybody's ever noticed, because I will never bring it up. It's so obvious to me, and some people do know, but some people don't, is how freeways were created, and they are an interpret or a fabrication of our uh, nervous system. Cardiovascular. No, car- cardiovascular is better. But yeah, they're, cardiovascular it's, they're veins or, yeah, and veins and white blood cells and red blood cells that with each other. And if you look at it. Up top, it's it's a yeah. So, cool. but I don't think the the engineers that created freeways have no yeah. idea that's what that was. But they created compared to what? Compared to their biology. Yeah. They. And, and I think that's what the internet <laughs> is. It's something that we created compared to what? Damn. Compared to us. Yeah. It's our- Ah, uh, that's like our brain cloud or some shit. Oh, like, I think we're, like, we're more powerful damn, and collective. We're trippy, more powerful dude. than the internet because we created oh it. God. And it's just a little rinky-dink tin can compared to what we actually can do. Dude, yeah, like even one person's brain yeah. has more computing power than I think still all the computers on the world. Like... Like we could process so much so information that, in our minds, uh, and telepathic but we still rely on these devices. Abilities don't exist. I think is a little silly. I think it does absolutely exist. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like when people, like when you think of someone and they call you, or like um, like a lot of things that might seem coincidental or serendipitous, like uh, or like when when a parent like miraculously protects their toddler or something. You know, I'll like give you an example like of something that, that something I noticed that kind of blew my mind when I was like them. 23. How I had this, I had, I had a, I was renting out a room and I was kind of a minimalist at the time. So I didn't have anything there. Just very few things. One of the things that I did have was a heater, but it was a heater, a portable heater that was a little bit older. It had the coils, the coil heaters. You know what I'm talking about? Where and the spring coils heat up. So anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was in there yeah, and it was completely those. quiet and I kept hearing a radio. I'm like, what the fuck? There's no radio in here. Like, where am I hearing the radio? I thought I was going insane. I thought I was hearing voices. But then I put my ear to the unplugged <laughs> fucking uh, heater and I can hear a radio playing inside. And it was the coils that were vibrating off the, the I guess, the strong Holy frequency that was shit. close by. And it was 
And so I can hear the fucking radio broadcast. Like it wasn't like a faint sound. Like I can actually like say verbatim all the things that were going on. Like I could hear it perfectly once my ear was close enough to it. So not plugged in at all, just picking it up, just picking it up out in the middle of nowhere. What the fuck is going on in our brains right now? What the fuck? Can do that. What the fuck are our brains doing as we speak? Like, what's what shit's being put in there? Right now? What, are we, what are we learning right now without knowing that we're learning? Dude, yeah, yeah. Like even from like cosmic I, you know, that guy, that guy, the, the vibrations or frequencies are passing through. I, I, I try to pick his brain as much as I could because I knew I, I, you know, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to meet anybody like that anytime soon. So I was talking. You know, I started talking about frequencies. And he he didn't want to like he was like mm-hmm. naysaying everything and he's like yeah you know that's ridiculous right I, I don't I don't I think that's all conspiracy theory but he doesn't know the things that I've experienced you know like with the heater and all that stuff like that shit that I firsthand uh, no I mean I could explain other things too but I mean it's all things that I know that I can't really explain to people or tell them because they'll think it's silly because they didn't experience it you know so yeah. Oh, and I yeah. feel like in a lot of ways the scientific community is steered away from stuff like that. Like you get you get you get chastised and outcasted if you if you explore things yeah. like that until they're that's okay. irrefutable and then everybody jumps on they, your bandwagon. Line for coffee, dude. That's so fine. I could, you know, again, I've experienced some things too. Yeah. Exactly what I was gonna say. I was gonna say if they want to wait in line for coffee. <laughs> That's the best fucking analogy for that way of thinking I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, and I really think that knowledge is as simple as watching. If they want to wait in line for coffee. That makes a lot of sense. Have you ever heard of the Acacia record? It's like, uh, it's just, it's, so I, you know, I don't know, like, if, it's not like a proven thing, but it's the idea that there's, or the hypothesis that there's a, um, a record that is the collective knowledge, thoughts, experiences, emotions, feelings of all humans that have ever existed, both past, I believe, like, no, I, th- I think it extends into the future as well as the past, but I know for sure into the past. And the idea is that people, you know, can reach meditative states or something and access this to have knowledge beyond anything well, within the context of their do personal Do you really want to know that? <laughs> I don't know. That's the first thing that fucking came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know all that stuff? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> I, I, I can't answer that myself. If you would have asked like a year old me, I would have said, I want to know it all. Oh, man. But now I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely at a state I don't want to know at all, but I feel like there's some things I would like to cherry pick. Like, I would kind of like to know, like, how we're talking, how you're talking about, and I agree with you that, you know, humans are a machine that was constructed by a more sophisticated life form that we probably ultimately can't live up to or hope to evolve into. And what, but what if this acacia record, you know, at least you could just see it and just be like, oh, no. that's a fucking trip. Like, wow. There's a, um, like an idea. Or like, you know what I mean? I just have to have like some stuff. knowledge of. And I don't think we need to prove anything. I think that, uh, I think it's all inside us, man. Like, I think that 
-hmm. we have the ability to so, to do so many amazing things and the fact that we're looking for validity is a loss like it's a it's a it's not a very smart quest because it's and I, again i don't i know, I know it's ridiculous because we have like all this funding and manpower yeah. and jobs created on this stuff but i think it's completely available and i think trying to prove it is is almost kind of silly Kinda. I mean, but again, a waste of time when you can I'm just not, be experiencing you know, I'm not speaking it on behalf and, of like politics yeah. or like, you know, the need to know facts. I need it in a textbook. I need it written in chalk. I need it. I need it on the wall. That's the only way it's true. I, I don't think that's necessary for me personally. It's not. Well, I would say, yeah. I would say that, like, if people are not hurting other people and they're enjoying themselves and they're engaging in that type of stuff, then it's great. But the second someone's, like, experiencing that, you know, that self-doubt or self-loathing and thinking that they need to go through this process of validation and, um, and kind of catering to that in their lifestyle, then that's when I think that person could benefit from this type of talk of, like, kind of getting this perspective of, you know, like it's 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 within yeah. you, and it's, it's like just it's difficult within for me your to say too many things because no matter what, I don't like say I could prove some of this stuff. Do I really want to? Like, you know, if you could uh, figure out all these keys, could you, do yeah. you really want to? Because then you start showing these to people, and then you become a cult leader. You know, or Yeah, or, or or you in, you so, empower a dangerous individual who would never would have captured upon that knowledge that you have. If I did have some of the secrets of the universe, I probably wouldn't tell anybody. I would I would use it to kind of do little tricks and get by. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> just get, that's why I think there could be people walking around who could do crazy things or have like crazy knowledge because I think most like. Like it's just probably the way to go. It's like yeah, you know, once you know that shit, you're like, this is this fuck shit up people, people know about uh, this. You know, point, like even stuff that I'm sure there was some, I'm sure there was quite a bit of blood wars that happened. Yeah, I was stuff. gonna say that. Like, like, <laughs> no. like people, and then the thing is, dude, is that the internet? Is oh fucking yeah, and right free. now, it's like that shit is just out there. Yeah, and yet people were like, even electricity, you know, like Tesla. All that shit's out there, and then people were like, "No, no, no, no! We yeah. need to collect it and charge people for it. That's how we're gonna. That's how we're gonna do." It. And that's the whole thing, dude. Is that once people find out that that shit yeah. is kind of available for everybody, then it becomes a big problem. And then the people that are making money on it, which create jobs, you know, consequently, are they want to hurt you or fucking shut you up because they want money. So it's kind of like mm -hmm. it's a little weird, man. It's uh, we're very good at our job. Yeah. If our job is to kill each other and destroy the world, we're very efficient. <laughs> yeah, and the best way to make sure that we do that is to make sure that people are uneducated and very live well fear said. and are controlled through fear. There's not I mean, you have to agree. Like that. See, that's that's I agree with you 100 on that. Like I feel like that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's clearly a system where people are intentionally miseducated in such a way because, like you know, like people were living off the land 5,000 years ago. There's no reason for somebody to starve to death anywhere, really. 
you know, like, and There's to have people who are living like vagabonds in the streets of the they, most advanced cities of the world. They, and the a fact lot of that, them didn't live as long as like a head of cabbage, you know, because the lifespan, the lifespan was a little bit shorter than a piece of paper back then. <laughs> well, I'm not saying, uh, like, we definitely have a higher quality of life now or at least the potential for a higher quality of life and that's why like i say a lot of these technological advancements and things that are materialistic that people enjoy or seek after are uh, they're not all bad certainly not but you but just to like use that as a baseline in this day and age we should we do have everything we need to not create quite a utopia but definitely society where people don't do have, have to, to, have to go like that. and i think it is predicated I, I upon the idea of control through fear that i I think that we are kind of like warmongers and we're, we're a very hostile species. So I think that, that finding peace or finding that utopia, we, that's, not, <laughs> yeah. that's not in our genetic makeup. I don't think we'll, no, I don't think we'll ever, ever be able to have a utopia because I think having a utopia or having a place now. of like unity would mean that the human species is no longer existing. Like we would become, we would become another, spe- another entity. If that was the case. Wow. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. And on that very dark and profound I don't note. Is there any uh this, so do you got anything you want to plug? By, huh? you know, by trial and error that this is what we do. This is who we are. We are a hostile species. Yeah, dude, you're absolutely right. And, and ultimately, we, you know, we're not the same thing as we were when we were caveman or Cro-Magnon man. And so, like, this version of us will, well, no, I mean, like, if you asked, if you would ask them, like, oh, like, do you want to, like, sit inside all day and use electronic devices? Like, no way, man. Like, I like throwing rocks yeah. and fucking jumping through trees and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when we were, like, more, like, ape-like, Maybe I think that if you could talk to one of them and show them how we live, they'd be like, I don't fucking want that. I think if we were ape-like, like, we would just be sitting that. in a fucking that's bush picking our ass all day. Like, that's, that's what we things. would be doing. But it's no different than staring at a fucking phone for eight hours, dude. Exactly. And so I think the next iteration of us will be... different, dude. We are so... I don't think we've evolved... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not as much as we think. <laughs> but uh so you got anything dude. Yeah, what well hopefully if you uh if you want to do this again, I would love to have you on again. I think, expand I think the title of, these, of this uh, kind of more be the best piece of shit ideas. you can be. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> done done and done earth that's what it'll be <laughs> damn dude well uh thank you for coming on man do you have anything like i know you plugged your book do you want to plug it one more um, time and maybe let people know where they can find studios. you online and uh where they could purchase that's products pretty much it, i mean i i don't know i i think i think if, okay. so, if something resonates and if some of the shit that i said resonated they'll they'll find out who i am or where i'm at If not, then hopefully it was just a fun listen. I'll throw some links in the description just in case. All right, man. Dude, Talk well, soon. I definitely enjoyed it. 
And um, I look forward right. to doing this uh, again. Thank you all for joining us. That was my glorious friend and ally in the apocalypse, Decaster, the artist, the businessman, the philosopher, the all of the above. You can check out some of his work on Instagram at Zarstar Studios. And you can also go to his website, ZarstarStudios.com, to get more information about projects, upcoming events, and also to access his online stores where he does sell some pretty awesome shit. So thank you guys again for joining, and I'll see you next time.